right, welcome everybody. We are back in the kitchen. It is episode 39, or episode 1, however you want to look at it, of season 2. And we took a longer break than we wanted to, but hey, what are you going to do? It is what it is. Steve's filming me for some reason. It's kind of awkward. We got Rick Houchin again here. One of Who? our favorite guests from last year. Well, technically, he was the favorite guest from last year from us. I don't know if the numbers necessarily dictate that, but... Well, he's got I pretty mean, good numbers. I think from he's number three. From what we decided. Yeah. He so. was number one in our hearts. So That's that's what's important to me. It is. All right. <clears throat> I guess we'll get right into the hot takes. And our first hot take is R. Kelly. Before we get crazy on the hot takes, right. I want to say something. All right, say it. It's hard to choose a hot take because it's been about a month. It has been. So it's difficult to really kind of filter through. So I really try to stay within the last week just to keep it simple. So that's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's relevant. Yeah. This topic. And then whatever else you both want to add over the past month, you know, we've missed quite a bit. So. Okay. What are you going to do? All right, R. Kelly. He's a bad man. That's all I got to say. There was a documentary released on Lifetime <clears throat> the past week showing his alleged wrongdoings of sexual assaults on minors and other. Oh, dude, he like, created a cult. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. We sort of knew this years ago with P tape. Yeah. So. And they're saying, so now the prosecution's reopening the case with all this new information that the documentary found was just kind of weird because, I don't know, I always wonder when Lifetime Network can do some investigative reporting and then... I'm, <laughs> you would never think Lifetime. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I think of breaking news and investigative uh, criminal activity, you think of like... CIA and yeah. FBI, you don't really think of Lifetime Network, but whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> it really makes you think about R. Kelly's music now, because I was singing Bump and Grind in my head the other day. I was like, that's his intro just isn't very nice anymore. Yeah, like I was in the lunchroom yesterday and I was watching the viewer or the talk or one of the shows with all the women in it, and they like one, it's the song off Space Jam. They they were calling for everything, which I don't know. Like, I'm certainly not saying it's right, but I think historically we've had a lot of people that have done <clears throat> similar things, and none of their stuff's been touched. So it's, it's got to go. Yeah, I mean, kinda, I mean, especially since it's a kids movie. It's, it's like a kids movie. Yeah, man. it's like crazy. You can keep using the words alleged because. Legally, people have to, but when it's been alleged this many times over this many years, over and over and over again, you said it right at the beginning, man. He said, He's a bad man. He's not a good dude, and it changes your legacy. Not that he had a good one to ever to begin with, because I know it's your thing, but God, the guy's music has sucked from day one. Other than <laughs> Space Jam, you know, other than his contributions there, I am like, he's contributed nothing to society. 
It's very twenty minute songs. Come on, man. No, Cut them up. He got weird later in his career, but yeah. I still like World's Greatest. It's supposed to be an uplifting song, it but it's it is come crashing down. But if you're gonna do this with R. Kelly, you might as well do it with Michael Jackson too, because he's been accused of molesting children. But he's still celebrated, so it's kind of sticky sticky yeah. situation, which is a bad choice of words. But anyway, we'll move on. Topic number two is Zion Fever. So Zion Williamson is a basketball player for Duke University, Steve's second favorite college team. Truth. And he's been tearing up college basketball, and he's been getting a lot of publicity on ESPN. Well, today it was out of control. Yes. It was full-fledged Zion Mania today. It was. He's been playing really great. I'll I'll admit it. I think the coverage is a little overblown. I just, I go back to Trey Young from last year where he was getting all this coverage in the beginning of the year and he just went downhill from there. Teams well, figured him out. I don't think it's going to happen with yeah, Zion. It's not going to happen with him because you can you can triple team Zion. You can like people did with Trey Young. The problem is, is then Duke has eighteen other players that can, and you know Trey Young didn't have that luxury, of course. So Trey Young's having a great NBA year so far, by the way. Right. Heard mixed reviews. I mean, consider all things considered, he's not doing well as Luca is. By some opinion, but I mean, by and large, he's. I definitely think he's doing better than people thought he was going to do. So, is it a good stats on bad team situation? Because the Hawks are just terrible. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Look, look at that level. I mean, I guess. What what are you trying to say? Like. Thing is he putting up these numbers because he's on a bad team and he's probably the best player on the team so he can get these numbers but if you put him on a different team well that's kind of a chicken or the egg theory like for well, example we're still arguing over that so why not argue over well this? no what I'm saying well, if you put him on a better team well of course he's not going to score he's not going to have the numbers yeah. Either, yeah so I mean I, I think if you ask me He's personally, he's doing far better than I thought he would. He's doing exactly what I thought Steph Curry did. And I'm not, I know that's a terrible example, and it's haunted him his whole career, unfortunately. But he was considered small. He was considered almost not quick enough for as small as he was. But he's still, and he's doing exactly like Steph. He's coming down, and he's shooting so far out. And you have to go out there because he's still making him. It's crazy. I'm not saying, and I know you have a real hard time with all that, but it, it just is what it is. It's today's game. So you can't, I guess you hate, you can hate the player, you can hate the game. I'm, I would rather just hate the game than the player, though. I'm just not a trade down fan. That's, that's my problem. I've never been a fan. I thought he's been overrated since college. That's just me. All right. Who do you like? Wait, so we're not even going to talk about Zion? We're going to yeah, talk I about Trey Young the whole freaking time? <laughs> Oh, I'm good. Talk I mean, are you, you going to draft him? If your boys to get the number one pick, would you so say this is it? Yeah, you have to hands down. He's a, he's 
he's a man right now, and there's nobody in the NBA that is his caliber. It's it's not even a question. Some years you have a, a couple that you can kind of toss up this year. There isn't. The only question is, are teams going to start tanking just to get him? It's crazy, right? They were talking about, I mean, Cleveland and the Knicks are the two teams that keep being brought up about him going to, and I don't know. It's to me. The thing about those two teams, they don't purposely have to tank this year. I mean, they're just that bad, but you have some of them in, you know, the bottom third that you hit this point and you know you're not going to the playoffs and you know that the shot's not there. So you're like, yeah. I, uh, have this conversation every other day with Dylan through text. And like, it just amazes me that RJ Barrett has just been marginalized and he's so good. Like he's really, really good. And you just don't, it's just like overshadowed. And that's going to be crazy. I mean, it'll be really crazy how good he's going to be next year. And everybody's going to be like, well, where was he? And you, just like we talked about, people are just so crazy about Zion. And I'm not saying that Zion is not going to have a great career. It's just it really is crazy how up until the point of whenever this technical, everyone's like R.J. Barrett's going to be the number one pick of the NBA draft. It, he was, they were trying to you know say he shouldn't go to college, just go right to the pro, and I don't know, it's just nuts. Yeah, I think usually when you start hearing tanking is after the All Star break and the trading deadline. It's usually when the tanking starts, but. I don't know. It's tough. Knicks was a great point. We talked about the Knicks and tanking. I think Kevin Knox has not been as good as people thought he was going to be. People thought he was going to be really good, and he's struggled. It's been, I think they thought he was going to be more like a miniature Giannis, and he just really hasn't been that. But again, another unfair comparison. But yeah. It's still early. It is. I mean, fairly. Yeah, 100%. All right. Topic number three is Rick's favorite topic, Michigan basketball. <clears throat> they are number two in the country, right behind number one Duke. They'll be the number one team in the nation because Duke will lose them mm-hmm. because they're just too young and they're going to lose. It's just a matter of and will Michigan lose. And eventually they're only going to lose. Oh, yeah. But I hope – I honestly hope they lose. I just hope they lose sooner than later. Right. I mean, why? I've never understood that. Losing builds character. (laughs) If you win your games, you don't have to build character. There is some value, I I think, from a coaching standpoint. But I understand what you're saying. I mean, Michigan hasn't lost in a really long time. They're like, I think they said they were 29 and one in their last 30 games. Yeah. And the game they lost was a national title game. Yeah, it was like Purdue. That Purdue loss where they came back and they scored all those crazy points in the last minute and then the national championship game. So it was a, a fluke game, which you could consider mm-hmm. national championship game, which no one was just a juggernaut. Yeah. Right. The white boy killed him again. Yeah. But yeah. It's just, I told you this last week that this is just a different Michigan team than previous years. You know, this year they are focused on defense and they're just smothering teams, and they're winning games on defense rather than their offense. And their offense isn't terrible, but it's still not the best. But 
their defense is third in the country. So, and something that gets overlooked is Michigan State's defense is really good this year too. They went to work last mm-hmm. night before. They absolutely went to work. I mean, I enjoy watching Michigan, and they two different defensive schemes, you know, but. To watch those guards that Michigan State has and the way they were able to dictate that game offensively and defensively, I was just really impressed. So, I mean, how cool that you have two of the best teams in college basketball right here in our state. It's nice. I mean, and you're, you're, you're full of full of chatter tonight. Well, you've you got to keep it to a minimum since you're on a time budget here. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> But yes, I love Michigan basketball. So, who do you think they're going to lose to? Do wait. Let me ask this: Do you not like the defensive game? I love defensive basketball. Oh, I, this is why I don't watch too much NBA anymore. I love Virginia basketball because they play defense. Yeah. Okay. I know Steve hates them, but I just I don't like them the same reason you don't like Trey Young. I just think they're really overrated. That's and I don't mean that like. I just I always hear how great they are, and then every year it comes time for them to do something, and they don't. They don't do it. But in their defense, in Virginia's defense, they have a great system. And I think what happens is when you get to tournament time, stars need to shine, right? And that's Virginia's problem. When was the last time you heard of a top five draft pick coming out of Virginia? You just can't think of a whole bunch like you can all these other schools that have done well. And I just think sometimes. And the Michigan's lucky. At the time when you have to get out a bucket, you have to have something on the floor that can get at that bucket. And Michigan has two really good players. And you can even make an argument for three and four. I mean, you have, they have two NBA prospects on the team right now. Right. And, you know, of course, we just talked about the Duke. It's stupid. So, um, but, yeah, I mean. Well, I, I've – Heard this on other things, but what hurt Virginia last year in the tournament was losing DeAndre Hunter. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They just couldn't recover from that. But anyway, topic number four it's a lot of sports, but Clemson shellacked Bama in the national title game on Monday. I didn't watch any of the game because my roommate was watching other stuff. So, really? Yeah. You don't have the app? No. Okay. Anyways, um, I didn't want to talk super long on it, but I didn't think Clemson was going to do win by that much. <clears throat> and the only other thing I have is um, I mainly watched it because I knew we were launching a whole bunch of silver auto stuff during the game. So. <laughs> Technology and stuff. Technology and stuff. So that was the main reason I watched. I watched a bit. Bama's defense just wasn't there this year. And that was it. Clemson, even though they beat him 44 to whatever it was, man, they played over their heads, and they were not as good as the team that played that night. If that makes sense. <clears throat> Season long, they were yeah. not as good as the team that played that night. And they put a good game plan together, and um, turnovers, penalties, and just – Family not having the defense like they've had years before. Just and their defense problem is they're really good at taking the one thing away and making you do something you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And the problem was is historically that's always we're going to take away the run, 
we're going to make sh- your quarterback's going to have to make that throw. And what they ran into was a kid that was like, I'll make this throw all day long. I'll make it all day long. So, um, yeah. Young kid, he definitely didn't look like the stage was too big for him. Yeah. Right. I think he was too. I mean, you hear this. This isn't something I always say. I think he's just too young and too ignorant to know what he was in. What he was in, yeah. right? And it's just like whatever. He just all these throws and big catches by his wide receivers, and they came to play. I was surprised. Well, you won't see that too much from Saban teams. Probably not. Will they be back next year? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll be up there. <clears throat> They're still have an embarrassment of riches. And they're still the best team in the SEC. <clears throat> I don't know. I'd be curious to see what the Alabama's going to be there for a while. The viewers were. You've got to change. You. I mean, this is off top. You've got to change the playoff format because you can't have five years in a row of the same game and expect us to keep watching. Oops. Even if you change it, I think you're still going to get to seeing two teams. Yeah, but the difference between two teams and then six or eight teams mixes it up quite a bit. I mean, yeah, but they're supposed to be student athletes. And if you change it, it's just bringing more money into the NCAA and just makes them look more money hungry. And- don't give me that line. They're not student athletes. I know they're not. They're not. <laughs> they're supposed to be. They're not. They're not. It's a farm league for the NFL. And when they start realizing that's what it is, then they can change the process. Fortunately, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're right. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I just threw that t- together. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll talk about anything. I mean, I know you don't want to talk about some things I don't want to talk about, but I mean, we've, I mean, we're now in the second longest government shutdown we've ever had. But I know you don't want to talk about that, so we don't have to. You want to get it off your chest? No, I mean, I will say, um, I think our government's petty. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I've said the same thing for about three years now, so this predates Donnie, but we deserve better people representing us. And, like, at the same time, we scrutinize politicians so much that no one would ever want to bother doing it. Why would you put your family and your friends through that? So all the, even if you are really good and you even had, like, any type of idea that maybe I should... You're just like, why did that do that? So now it just becomes this whole cycle of badness now. And like, I mean, the last night was just an absolute worst case scenario for me personally. It's the best I've ever heard our president speak in that type of thing. Actually, the best time I've ever heard him speak in a public setting. It was nice. He was said what he wanted to say. He didn't make fun of anyone. He got his point across. And then there was the rebuttal, which just really upset me a lot. So, because it's not going to, I don't, 
I'm watching it last night, and I know you and I have talked to this. I literally thought I was in the movie Idiocracy. Yeah. And I thought the other way around. Like, I was sad, like, really sad because this is, this is horrible because, yeah. one, I have friends who are really being hurt by the shutdown. Um, two, his speech was miserable. And it was full of lies and half-cocked truths and things that he just cherry-picked to make his point. And then the rebuttal was just as bad. I mean, we're not we are not governed by people anymore. We're governed by um, parties and their policies and oh, and the people big business who, that <laughs> yeah, you know, these special interest groups that control them now, and it's just. Oh, it's really frustrating. You know, last night was like almost like my bottom, you know. I mean, like I was just like really upset by it. Just because it's just gonna be. I mean, we need to get our shit together. There's gonna be another four years. Mm-hmm. That's what frustrates me. And like I could see it. Like last night, I was just watching. Like it's gonna happen again. Like it's not enough. Like with. Nancy and Chuck sitting there talking. I was like, it was and Elizabeth Warren popping bottles at New Year's Eve. Like I'm like, what are these people? Stop! Like, and I, you know, and it, the thing I was talking with my buddy this morning was, these people have millions of dollars invested in people telling them what to do and what they should be saying. And all I could think was like, what a waste of money! Like. <laughs> Like, I mean, we're, I mean, I know like all this other waste of money, but like, think of all the resources that go into speech writing, mm-hmm. everything that had to go on to like, okay, we're going to have the podium here. We're going to have the flags back here. We're going to have this shot up here first. And like the podium wasn't big enough for them. I mean, like, <laughs> just like, come on. Like, I mean, come on. I'm just so mad. Like you can do better. Like just try. That's all I'm asking. Try. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. And like he said, I mean, there's people that are being affected by it. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't, everybody's going to get their money back once it eventually kicks in, if it ever does. But I don't know, it's just like, oh, it's just so sad. It upsets me. It is. It is. I didn't watch any of it, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. You have to watch it. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, not saying you, but I, I, had, to, to I, had, I had to watch it just... To know what was going on. That's how just, I felt. Yeah, I really honestly thought he was going to invoke executive order. Mm-hmm. I really thought that's what was going to happen last night, which was the main reason I watched it. Because I mean, for a while you said he was building his case with these half truths, as what we yeah. like to say. I mean, they're kind of right, but they're really not right. Yeah. You know, so, they're just taken out of out of context, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's all these things, like you know, and, and I was just like, oh, here it comes. He's now going to say so. I'm. And then he just was like, so, and I was like, oh, wow. But, I mean, I told my general manager this afternoon, he had two years with the Republican Congress and Senate to do this wall thing. He could have easily had it pushed through. So, but why did he, he he's smart enough to know to wait. Because he, he knew. And he was smart enough to wait and to think that, and it's just like, it's all part of his diabolical plan, and it's working, and I get mad that he's getting away with it. You know, like, I just want to shake everyone. Not you guys, but like, you know, like, come on. Don't you see what he's doing? Like, come on. You know, all right. I'm done.
Feel better? I mean, no, not really. I mean, because I really want to, I just really want to go on this tangent. I'm just tired. I mean, Rick and I have talked. We, we both have blown off steam with each other. We were just like, oh, my God. But, um, there were times where he'd have, like, a press conference at, during lunch. And he'd be like, I just... And he's like driving on the road. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe I have to listen to this jerk on the radio right now. And, um, yeah, it's tough. Like he's got some. I mean, so you just don't think I'm completely anti-Trump. He's got some good policies, but it goes back to the R. Kelly thing. I don't care how good his freaking song mm-hmm. is. If you're an ass and a dick and just an overall bad guy, I'm not going to get past it. Right? And if you're gonna you know, make up lies or cherry pick stats just to stoke fear and, and hatred and stuff. There's no way around it. I wish it was the other way around. Cause I think he has done some decent things, whether he stumbled on them by accident or <laughs> it's the, the product of just, you know, the way the economy is run and stuff like that, but I can't get by it. And you know, the, the, Democratic leadership is, they're bumbling idiots. They're just as bad and they don't, there's not going to be any negotiation right now because it's nobody wants the other one to win because this is a turning point right here. Mm-hmm. This is a turning point for, for both of them. Yeah. Like you have a new, young, fresh, really progressive um, leadership or um, group of people that just came into Congress that want to, take charge and then you've got the president who knows this is his, this is his next four years right yeah. here oh he 100 he campaigned on this promise so of course i really think this has changed though but first really, mexico is going to pay for the wall and all right but i'm saying that wall was what he campaigned on and i can understand the democrats saying hey you know what we can't let him have this because then pretty much the economy is going, all these things we said were going to happen, like we're going to have World War III and all this other crap. And then all of a sudden he, he hits his wall. It's like, we're never going to let him win it. But at the same time, it's like what he wants. He, I, I don't think he, I was talking, he does not care about that wall one single bit. It's not, yeah, does not even care at all about it. And the thing about it is it's like, I think if you ask the average American, they want some type of border security. Yeah, I mean, like, duh. But well, who doesn't? Yeah, and then that, that's the thing. So it's like, for them, and then to have just this whole, yeah. I got a headache. <laughs> I think I had a stroke in the middle of that. All right. Even Brown's found a new head coach. Yes. What the heck? I'm telling I don't, you know, I actually found out couple hours before I came and I do not know how I feel about it. One old Bama guy, you know what I mean? And, but he turned Baker around. I mean, you know what I mean? And the offense looked lively once he started making some calls and some new, um, you know, some new routes for the receivers just to help out Baker. So I don't know. I don't think it's a safe pick, but there wasn't a lot to choose can't from at that point. Than, can't be any worse than you. So. No, man. He's going to be the Bengals' new coach. I think 
Hugh was dealt a bum hand yeah. in a certain way. And what I mean by that is, I don't think Baker was his guy. No. I don't think he necessarily wanted Baker. No, you can't. Now that now that he left, you can see it. Yeah. Right, if that makes sense. So, but I think, man, when, you're, when your boss says, well, this is the guy you're going to get, and here it goes. And there's certain coaches and leadership people, I won't even say it's in sports, but they're saying, if you've done your time, I'm going to respect you and give you the benefit of the doubt. Let this person earn their stripes. And there's that train of thought in the world today. And Hugh Jackson was one of those people. He wanted Baker to go through it and earn his stripes and sit behind Thad. I, I don't blame him. I mean, I understand that. I'm not saying it's right. And obviously, probably in this situation, it was wrong. But, I mean, I talked to Scotty Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I text because the, the little bit of Jacobson in me does love Cleveland and always has and always will. I mean, we were, I was like, it's nuts watching the Browns the way they are right now. They have all these exciting pieces around them. That I mean, all the way from Julius, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, he looks amazing towards the second half of the year. He looks like crap in the beginning of the year. And then uh, <clears throat> just really weird to have, like, excitement. Right, it's been so yeah, long. It's been so long. Yeah, it's there. And well, Scotty and I were talking at the beginning of the season, um, before the season started, and it's just weird. Like, what's this? What's this feeling? You know, what's this feeling you have? And I think as Lions fans, you can kind of understand it. But you're all excited, and the pieces are there. Will they put it together? And you know, if they had a kicker in the beginning of the year. They'd be in the playoffs right now, yeah. like that Steelers game and I think the Chargers game, and they took the Saints to overtime. You can even you know, make the argument if they just would have played Baker from the get go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could make that argument. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah, and they're one stretch wide receiver away from changing that whole offense. Yeah, that's what they need. <clears throat> that's it. Somebody you just put on the outside, and that your job is to run as fast as you can that way. Because then, I mean, they got a great tight end, yeah. and then a Landry in the slot. Yeah, that's really crazy. You know, I thought Callaway was going to be that guy. Um, they just need somebody just a little bit faster. He's got some speed on him, but now, and I don't know if that player's in this draft, which makes it interesting. Yeah, I don't. Know. So, um, I don't really know of anyone that's just a super. I mean, because really, what they need is somebody that's like six four, you can run like a four three. You yeah. know, and I don't really know. <clears throat> you can see what a wide receiver does in offense when you look at Amari Cooper, what yeah. he did to the Dallas yeah. Cowboys, and how all of a sudden that opens these lanes and does different things. So, all right, I'll be there. I'm good. You can go ahead and ask the trivia question. Mm-hmm. Because I was going to mention the Packers head coach. Yeah. Well, go for it. So what's funny, right, is that it's all these young cats now. Yeah. And then it's Malfler's thirty-nine. So he's young, but I went to college with him. We went to Saginaw Valley together. I didn't really know him, but we shared some equate acquaintances because I love the football players, and then he was the quarterback, so we were at the same parties together. He was a Great guy, 
knows what he's doing. So I wish him nothing but the best, and I'll probably keep an eye on his career here. So. Did you see Phil Rivers' press conference at the end of the game? <clears throat> Philip Rivers is going to be an offensive coordinator, like tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, like whenever he decides, I'm done. And he's going to be. He was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, you just could tell. I mean, you just when you watch some people, you're like, and you know, he's been at it for a while. He's been staying by that podium for a long time. But he just, I was like, yeah, he's just going to be an NFL coach. He did an interview <clears throat> with Bradshaw middle of the season, I think, and that's when it clicked for me. Like, who is this? Because, I mean, you yeah. see clips of him here and there, and he just seems like this arrogant guy and stuff. But when you see, like, an extended talk with him, and he's talking, you know, literally can see the field and just talking where people are going and what the defense is doing before he's thinking two or three plays of what the defense is going to do before they even do it. You're like, man. You keep forgetting he's been around for a long time, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, yeah, four or five years ago. It's like 11, Came 12. Came Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, <coughs> I thoroughly enjoy watching Tony Romo. Or listening. Yeah. I should sorry, because I had to listen to him, but he was on the CBS Network. So, But his games yeah. were amazing, because he would give you some insight. And, of course, they try to catch a lightning in the bottle with um, Witten on Monday Night Football. And, of course... He does a hot mess. So, I'm good, man. He does such a great job. And McAfee, <laughs> he's—I think if you could put McAfee and Romo together, I think you might be able to do some serious damage. Can we talk about one other thing? Okay. So, what do you feel about Amazon buying the rights to NFL? Love it. I think it's a good thing. They're saying like that's what's next. Love it. Have you been listening to that at all? I've heard a couple. Like of Bill things. Simmons talked about it a little yeah. bit. Being able to get Thursday night games without having to have the NFL Network or like so for streamers yeah. that just don't have cable or don't want to pay for every extra little channel. When I found out <clears throat> Thursday night game, yeah, there. and they'll dump some money in the right area. I just hope they don't do kind of like. ESPN does where you get like five different ways to watch a stupid game, you know, like some of them are just sky cam, no comment, weird, just weird out there stuff. So I think it's a good thing. Well, they were talking and I'm, I know you listen to Bill a little bit too, but he was talking about imagining Amazon buying the NFL and having the ability to, you have the app where you watch the the TV. So now for all the people that don't have prime and then they do all their shopping, but now they have all this because no one does information better than Amazon, right? They do such a great job of collecting it. Now you're going to be able to collect all this more information from people through the NFL network. They're just like, it's just so crazy. And they're the ones that can write that, that check that no one else will write to the NFL and not to go, Whoa, maybe we should at least don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. And they're saying Apple is the other one. Apple, you know, somebody like that where they can write $10 billion more than Fox or ESPN can and just be like, okay, we're going to do it and we're going to do it. It's crazy. You still have your cord, right? Cable? I know you and I are cord cutters. Yeah. I love it. I thought I'd miss it about a month in. 
Not at all. Yeah, it's. I'm surprised at how much every once in a while I'll be home and I want to watch something and and just can't find anything. Mm -hmm. But I always remind myself how many times did I have cable (laughs) and I would go through and I couldn't find something. So that does happen. That happened to me all the time. So um, I know there's a couple. I miss CBS just on football time, you know. But you can kind of get around that a little bit. Sometimes ESPN. Hit and miss. Have you bought the digital antenna yet? No. You can, so it's Fox, ABC, and CBS. You just go to Walmart, it's 20 bucks. Plugs in the back of your TV. And you have all three of them. Man. Somebody else has told me that. I can't believe I haven't thought about that. I haven't done yet either, yeah. but everyone's told me because I can't, the only network I can watch is NBC yeah. because you can. You can stream it. Because you can stream the other yeah. three over the air. Yeah. For free. I won't go well, back. not free, because you have to buy the $25 yeah. box. But I won't go back. It's crazy. I can't see a reason I would ever have cable again. I've thought about it. Just, i got to watch my sports. See, I don't miss it. Now I just watch the ones that I know I want to watch instead of just blanket watch. And you got the app, and you got, for me, it just it frees up time to do other things. So that's I was to get rid of cable lead to one of my New Year's resolutions. It would do what? It would lead to help me with Okay. So we'll get well, to that I'll later. go cut the cord right after we're done here. <laughs> Literally. All right, go ahead. Well, speaking of Bill Simmons, did you listen to his podcast Sunday? What was it? It was, he does alliance with Cousin Cell. No. Because they were talking about doing a podcast I don't know if they're really going to do it, but it's like Bill says that they should do a recapable of The Sopranos. <laughs> nice. So I was like, I was like oh, hell yeah, you should. Then the rewatchables this week was The Godfather. So, something to look forward to. <laughs> All right. And we're going to go back to this, the CVB question. And we will post this on the page. And the question this week is, what Northeast Michigan community was known as the Moonshine Center during Prohibition due to the high quality of shine they produced? So hopefully we get some answers on that one because it's a good one. And I don't know what we're going to give away, but we still have some T-shirts from Fresh Palette and this Sunrise Suds thing from last year. A couple of the people that won never... Never they, collected. And they never collected, and they didn't have any interest, and that's fine, too. So, I mean, if you want to just answer, and yeah. you know, I mean, if you want, it's there. If not, no big deal. Well, we're going to end this super long segment, the longest intro we've ever had, <laughs> by far. Yeah. So, but hey, we'll come back. We just got three short segments, and we'll do the top five. So, all right. All right, so <laughs> and we can't rip the audio from anywhere. All right, yeah, we're good. So, um, let's start with you, Brad. All right. Um, I don't think we ever updated our viewers on the final amount. I know we did a good job talking about it on the Facebook. Yes, but um, you presented the check to the Blazing the Girls Club. Yes, it was the end of November, and our final total was 
a little over $2,300, but we also donated some water and coffee and hot chocolate and some other things. That was a really good day for them. We were overshadowed by Giving Tuesday. Yes. But at the same time, like, <laughs> these are the breaks. Yeah. I mean, Brad was still happy. Yeah. And I mean, Brad was a, and he was expecting $500. I'll yeah. be honest with you. And when he, he gave him the check. I gave him that check and he looked at it. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. So, so that made me feel good. Um, couple things which are amazing. First of all, having you do the photos, Rick, was the 100% the right call. Yes. So, um, those were some amazing things. I appreciate it. And having Dorothy, the little Dorothy girl, yeah, that's the Meyer Winsent pony. That picture, <laughs> we're going to find a reason to other big shit out of that picture. I can tell you that right now. So, um, super cute. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she was so happy. Oh, yeah. And that post on Facebook. Uh, yeah. The ice cream one. Yeah. Did you see the one where she went to get ice cream? Yeah. So, that was uh, the whole thing worth it. Yeah. Um, good. So, are you going to want to do it again? Yeah. Okay. I got some ideas for next year. You know, me and you and Ryan are going to have to go and get a beer. So it's probably going to start soon, honestly. Yeah. Because, um, and I probably want to send out the letter soon. Yeah. I think for some of the things that the goals that you want to do, I think it would certainly want to hurt to have a meeting. And I mean, if you want to weigh on the letter, but you definitely want it out before the summer. <clears throat> so, because I think we talked about trying to try to move the data up a little bit. Depending on when Halloween falls, it's in the middle of the week. So, but I talked to Joe Gentry last month, and I told him that he wanted to know a tentative date so he could put it on his little flyer that he sends out to everybody. I told him the weekend after Halloween, but that can probably that can change. So I think it was November second, second. But we'll see. Got some ideas about who I want to give the money to and all that. So, excuse me. We'll see. I think, um, yeah, solid call. I think, I mean, it was about the same, maybe a little. I mean, it was, I don't think you had less. Let's just put it that way. I mean, we gained some new people, but lost some. Yeah. I, you're not going to get everybody. It's no matter where you go. We have a promo video now. We do. We can use that down the road. So it was a good second year building. Yes. So um, I'm happy with where it's going and <clears throat> what it can be. So. I'm happy I'm going to be able to do more <laughs> because March 1st, baby. Well, it's probably going to be more like April 1st, but we're in the home stretch. That's all that needed to be. I'm looking forward to done and spent four years working with you. So. But a lot of yeah, so I'm looking forward to putting my energy in a couple other places. Like, it's really too bad that our two main events, your race and my Celebrate for a Purpose, Bruce's event, they were right on top of each other pretty much. And it made it tough to fundraise when I was asking people for money, you were asking people for money, and everyone knew we were friends, and it was just this terrible thing. But I'm glad that's over because now we can just kind of do that. So. I've been approached by somebody that wants to pick my brain about hosting the run in around Mother's Day. So I guess I'm getting my name out there as a race director is kind of weird. I love the idea of the spring race. <clears throat> um, I mean, I, ultimately, the goal would be to have a spring half marathon. 
Yeah. I, when I was talking with Joe, he wanted to know what we were doing because he wanted, he thought we should just join the Dork Brothers. Like, no, we want to do our own thing. Maybe bring in a half marathon eventually. He's like, well, that's a tough thing to do. There's already a half marathon in town. Right. right, but it's in the fall or yeah. summer, depending on how you want to consider it. And, um, the, the problem, of course, is that spring half marathons typically don't do very well. A lot of them fold, but Bayshore has been the one that's done the best, but they usually do it on Memorial Day weekend. So, <clears throat> yeah. They're tough to train for. Nobody wants to train in some winter time. Yeah. That's all right. I looked out the one year I ran my first marathon in that Lansing, yeah. which was my birthday weekend, which was in early May. That was the year that freaking St. Patrick's Day was like 55 yeah. degrees and sunny and there was no snow on the ground. And I remember being March 4th. I remember the eyes of March and St. Patrick's just running on dry pavement and like shorts. Like that's just unheard of sometimes. I mean, and it happens, yeah. but then at the same time you could have Ice covered and in boots. Have an apocalypse in the middle of April. Yeah. So, and Rick is 100% right. It's tough to train properly for something like that. It is. People do it. They do. They yeah. find a way. You drive around at five o'clock in the morning all winter and you see people out there running. Good for them. I mean, I was really. Running there until before Christmas. And then we got all this snow. It's like, not doing yeah. that anymore. And hit the treadmill. What else do you think? <clears throat> Anything else for your race that you like to goals? Oh. I know we talked about maybe trying to add some group runs. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting in the spring. I think I'm going to start. I'm going to try to have a group run once during the week and see how that goes. And so, I think you could do feasibly you do two group runs. You could do one nighttime. Or daytime or morning during the week, and then you have a weekend run. I think you probably get some of the same people, but I think you could pull different people from different times because yeah. it'll work on their schedules. So. I think there would be a nighttime run during the week, and maybe on a Sunday have a morning or early afternoon run. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we'll see. I definitely think <clears throat> thinking long term, you definitely would want it to be in the morning because you don't want. Some some Sundays during the summer at two o'clock can just be ninety five degrees, and you don't want to you doing that to yourself. We'll see what happens. There's plans and ideas. So. Yes. Maybe I'll wait. I'm gonna wait. I'll wait till the last segment to ask you. You said lots of things. There's plans and ideas. There's plans and ideas. There's plans and ideas. Yeah, and we're going to get to that on my yeah. – so we're doing a, like a three-legged race here. We're going to talk about your race here. And then we're, we haven't talked to you since April. We've figured early April maybe. Yeah. And since then you've changed jobs. Yeah. How you liking it? Loving it. Loving it. That's awesome. Are you still involved with Bay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um – I am up there two, three times a week, give or take. You know, I backed off quite a bit um, since I switched to my new job. Which is helpful because you are also, what are you doing after this tonight? 
Schoolwork. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> You're a busy work. man. I am a busy man right now. And it's all really good things. Really good things. I am so happy slash proud of you. So Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's not... I mean, Brad and I have both done it. It's not easy going back to school. Yeah. So, um, good for you. Yeah, I put it off. It's time to do it. Well, I, as I tell my son all the time, there's nothing wrong with waiting till you're ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with it at all. So, sometimes you're just wasting money. So, well, I've been there. That's right. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's right. In time, so that's right. Cool. But I know after this, you said you have some discussion boards. Yeah. So, like, I mean, a lot has changed in in just the last eight eight months, but four five months specifically, you know. And um, I now work with Nemska with their. RSVP. It stands for Retired and Senior Volunteer Program. Um, the RSVP is a, a great um, community service organization, kind of a, a sister um, <clears throat> sister branch of the the Senior Corps. A lot of our friends are familiar with AmeriCorps. This you know same kind of thing, Senior Corps, but it works with more um, community members fifty five and better. And my job is to recruit um, seniors in our community in the Nemska counties. So, you know, they operate in 12 Northeast Michigan counties. Um, There are three of us that do this job in these, actually 11 of the counties. And my job is to go out and recruit seniors to fill key voluntary positions in um, in these counties. So I know that you and I have talked, but, um, I find organizations, mostly nonprofits and, and things like that, that need volunteer support. And then I go out and try to find people to fit those positions. And it is an amazing, amazing job because one still being, um, health and fitness guy, but there's something about this um, volunteer work and the studies show that actually helps people live happier, healthier lives. And um, I've learned um, just in the four or five months that I've been here um, doing this job is a lot of our seniors are just locking themselves up in their home. They hit a certain age and whether it's lack of family or friends or just feel like they don't have anything else to do, they lock themselves in their home and then their quality of life declines, their health declines, things like this. And so getting them out of the house, giving them fulfilling, enriching opportunities to give back to their community is one, helping to prolong their life and giving them um, quality to the years they have left. And then, these community members are just amazing people and 100%. they are retired doctors and lawyers and steel mill workers and military people and post office employees and people who've worked at Walmart for 20 years or just plain grandparents who have never done anything but taken care of their families. And they have so much to give back, whether it's, 
working at a homeless shelter or soup kitchen or <clears throat> domestic violence shelters or, you know, anything, um, they've got a lot of knowledge and skills that they can and kind of give back and the community needs them. Yeah. And there's a certain stereotype with the, the 55 or better, as you said, population. And I think, you know, I had this conversation with you before, but somebody like Dennis Ripple, who mm-hmm. inspires me because he freaking runs yeah. marathons yeah. nonstop. Um, I remember I talked to Matt Machinsky, Matt Cynthia Machinsky, uh, when Cynthia was on her pod, um, Sam Michalis was, he's he retired, yeah. but he does pottery. He was over at All Saints School and he's teaching these kids to make bowls and plates and all this stuff. So um, it's just, doesn't have to be like you said. People think of old people and all these other things. And a lot of the services that are on the community are critical to a lot of the senior population. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be just that. There can be so many other things. We have people who their volunteer work is sitting in their home or a senior center, calling <clears throat> other homebound seniors just to check on them. Once yeah. or twice a week, calling them, talking to them on the phone. Hey, how you doing? Do you need anything? What can we do for you? Things like that. And so um, it has really <clears throat> opened my eyes up to a different side of not just Alpena, Alpena County, but all of northeastern Michigan and the needs and the challenges that the community has. I've lived here, we've talked, almost 13 years, and you can get – into your own little bubble and worried about your own little thing. Like, all right, this Friday I'm going to go to the brewery and see all my friends. And then I'm going to go listen to some music on Saturday night. And then I go back to work and then I go work out. And man, I got to find a way to get a new truck. And you just, your own little bubble. And when you get out and start meeting other organizations and social workers and things that are really doing some amazing things, you start going, I heard about this. I haven't actually seen it. And then yeah. you start going, there's so much um, more that we could be doing for um, our community. And these volunteers are doing it as volunteers and not getting paid. Yeah, there's Matt Mashinsky and I call mm-hmm. it, <clears throat> unfortunately, it's a negative term, but it's the truth. There's a certain underbelly to our area, and it really extends out from Alpena because not that Alpena doesn't have a lot of problems, but you get some of these rural counties that are just really behind the ball in some things. I know my mom, you know, she loved the Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the food because 99% of the time it was fish and she hated fish, but she loved that person that came and they talked to her for 10 minutes and then she would come in and sometimes she'd offer him a drink and <coughs> all the stuff goes with that. So, these organizations are doing really good things and they're quietly doing it. Like everybody, all the departments at NEMSCA, I mean, you know, there's stretched so far all over the place and, you know, all the other, I'm just saying them because I work for them, but there's so many other organizations that, um, that help yeah. this call, you know, like United Way and Salvation Army and the health department, all these other, it's kind of overwhelming. And so, you just pick and choose and you know at this point for me where i feel like i can help is in my job and finding good people who want to give back and 
Um, they might not know where they want to give back, but okay, well, that's a, that's a good start. Let's see where we can find something that, um, that kind of fits you. And there are, there's no shortage of opportunities to help out. And so we all know that. Yeah. I mean, we all together volunteer together for Lord knows hundreds, yeah. not just hundreds, but dozens of things. <clears throat> yep. Well, that's, that's awesome. It. Yeah, um, that's that. Um, looking for two people. I know two. Two. I know they're on my list. Really? I talked to them at Christmas. All right. Um, that. Yeah. And I'm back in school. I'm at Arizona state now, obviously online. Um, community advocacy, social policy. It sounds boring, but it's kind of fits into where I'm at. I like it. Right so now. if you ever meet Bobby Hurley, I'm just saying, <laughs> you gotta hook me up. And of yeah. course, you got Herm Edwards too. Yeah. So I mean, you got some serious coaches at yeah. ASU. Yeah. Sun Devil. I remember I gave you some grief. I know, but because I had to. But I know. It could have been worse. It's an exciting time. This is, uh, and I, and I'm still. Really happy with the. I mean, obviously, I've had to pull back quite a bit from my um, my work at the club, and um, I really appreciate all the opportunities I've been given there. And what it did was open up a lot of um, doors for me for people that I've got to meet, and not necessarily career wise, but just other opportunities to help out. And I still enjoy it. And I'm only there two, three times a week right now, um, just because of uh way school and, and life and got some other things down the pipe that 2019 is well this menage of romance is yeah. because of the bay yes 100 it is so, i mean well i think nearly all of my friends that that i hang out with quite a bit are yeah as a result of <clears throat> working out there or, or working there so i contacted jeff <clears throat> Earlier during the holiday, I contacted a lot of people to be on the pod over the next couple months, and I know I haven't heard from Jeff. Yeah. I know he talked about, but I know he's up against it right now. I'm sure his yeah, life looks a lot different than he thought it would probably two months yep. ago. So, yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, awesome. Anything else? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I got a lot going on in 2019. There's a lot, well, a lot coming up. Talk about your goal today we talked about. So you want to do something that's that I am feeling. I'm all about this. Yeah, I'm glad. Um, you were the first person I talked about this. I came up with this idea. Um, it was probably about a month ago. It's not something that I thought up. I came across it um, buying Christmas presents and um, you know, where I am, you're almost on the professional level, but amateur photographer and yeah, don't roll your eyes. Um, buy some, buy some stuff from, from some different sites. And I came across this thing, um, that I go, you know what, I'm going to tuck this away till the right time. And, um, when you have friends that push you to do something, um, I didn't think today was the right time, but you were the first person I shared it with, and that was this morning. And you're like, yeah, we're doing it. And so um, one of my goals for 2019, which we'll talk in a little bit, but um, this goes along with it, is we're going to do a photo walk. And what a photo walk is, some people might know, um, really it's just a group of 
photographers, and I use that term um, the way I like it. If you take a picture, you're a photographer. If you like what you take, you're a photographer. If you share it on Instagram or Facebook or just text it to your friends, you're a photographer. If you use a $3,000 camera or your iPhone or your Android or a disposable or shoot. Yeah. You're a photographer. And so these photo walks are ways to, in the beginning, at least this is where I see it is to get to know your community. And when I'm saying community, I'm talking about um, the other people who enjoy the hobby like I do. And Alpina has a bunch of really, really good men and women that can take some pictures. And this is such a great idea. And I'm going to, I think my favorite thing about this was, is it could be so many different things to so many different people. So like, Maybe there's someone that's a real good photographer that's just going for an excuse to hang out with some people. Maybe. And so there's that aspect. There's a social aspect. Maybe you want to get better and you want to have someone to help give you some tips. Or you just bought a camera. You don't know what the hell this button right here does. You just, you know, there's that. And then the final thing I thought was amazing is that I know for me personally, there's a lot of areas in our community that are amazing to take photos. But I have no idea where to, how to get it there. I mean, I've seen the flow of that place, but I don't know where that is. And to be able to set that up, I mean, that's just awesome. And I know there's some people, I mean, people have always come to me and some of the stuff I shot, like, where is that? You know, and you can tell them. And yeah. they're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go there at night by myself. Yeah. You know, and this is going to be a great opportunity to do all those different things. And it just says one thing. It's, I think... Super awesome. Yeah. The uh, so yeah, you threw me right into it. Like, why wait? And so I'm really driving for work today, and we were talking, and I got some ideas in my head. And so within the next week, um, expect more details out on on Facebook. I'll do like an event page, and I'll invite, and people can share and whatever. And the first one's going to be very low key, and it's going to be um, pretty much like what you said. There's not going to be any pressure from anybody to do anything other than show up and be nice, <laughs> right? Like, just be nice. Like, I don't, if you make $100,000 a year taking pictures, or if you are still learning how to use your iPhone to take a selfie, you can show up and be nice and tell us what you like, or tell us, you know, some great places to take pictures and, um, we'll meet somewhere. We'll walk around for a little bit, maybe try to find a couple, um, we'll, we'll come up with a, a place obviously beforehand, take some different pictures. Um, maybe have a couple drinks at, you know, a restaurant afterwards and just talk and get to know each other. And then we'll plan another one and then we'll plan another one and plan another one. Eventually long-term, um, if we can get enough interest in it and enough people, um, on board, we might make it just a little bit bigger where we do like a photo walk and then um, have like a, a guest speaker or somebody tell us a little bit about different, some training uh, kind of stuff. And there's so. so many cool opportunities that, I mean, I can, my mind just is like crazy with it. Yeah. So it's, and it's a good, and now is the 
and you know this, and both of you guys know, now is literally the easiest time to get your work out there and get your, and I say work, but get your stuff out there for people to see and get quality um, feedback. And that's what this is. If you want to become a better photographer and you just want um, someone to give you good feedback on what they like, I'm not qualified to tell you how to take great pictures, but I am qualified to go, hey, I like this and this is why I like it. And and um, from other people who who do it, this would be a good opportunity to show your pictures. Um, I know, and I don't know if my mom listens to this, but my mom, I love her to death and she's a saint, but um, I can't take constructive criticism from her because she loves everything that Ricky puts <laughs> out. Mom, mom, this is a crap picture. Ricky, you're the best and you're the greatest. And so if you want some quality feedback from somebody who is other than your parents or, or loved ones, um, this is it because there are so many um, people here that are that are really, really good photographers. And I can name a few that are really good, but also don't realize how good they are. And, and I think another beauty of this whole thing that I know you hope is that for both you and me, the taking pictures has been a journey for both of us. And to be able to have, hopefully some other people to be able to experience what you and I have. Yeah. That's part of it. And that's, I mean, it's just an opportunity. We both went into it for different reasons. Um, and we, we've had these long conversations about why and, you know, um, why do we still keep doing it? But, Ultimately, if you're picking up the camera and then you meet somebody and, hey, why did you take pictures? Well, I did it because I didn't want to lose my mind. And <laughs> you know what? That's why I picked it up. You know, like, how did you, like, progress this way, this way? And um, for me, it's a social – It's this whole project is going to be more of a social aspect just to um, – I love storytellers and I love hearing stories. I love telling stories. And so that, to me, more importantly than the pictures – um, is getting more people involved and out and hearing their stories and finding out why they do this. And one, maybe picking up some tips on how to take better pictures of the damn snow. Like, you know what I mean? It's and just crazy. We've gotten to know, to know enough people that like, really, if we wanted to, we can get some really great feedback mm -hmm. and some tips on composition and, and structure and all this other yep. stuff. So, I mean, it's... I mean, I just, when I saw it, when you sent me that, I was just like, oh my God, yes. 100% yes. And honestly, I think, I know a couple other organizations in our community have tried doing stuff like this. And I can see why it hasn't worked out for different reasons. And I think you're on the right track. You're more of the social and just. It's going to be low yeah. key and we'll let it grow organically. See how you know, it all plays out and we can switch it. And the first one might be a little, a little chilly, but you know, but that's part of what's, that's the part best of what part you're doing it. Alpina. I like it. What? Exciting stuff. <clears throat> Sounds like a great idea. It's coming soon. So, uh, that second ways into my thing. So like my video got released today. Yes. Something that both, of you know, have been working on kind of loosely. And then this kind of goes into the goal. This fresh take, this contest has been going on for three years now. 
And every year I wanted to do it. And every year I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I always watch other people. I was like, fudgesicle. Like, I'm not just going to throw some stuff together and just put it out there. I wanted to, I knew I could do something decent. So I was glad that I got that done. Yeah. So I'm going to wake up every hour and share that thing. <laughs> I don't need to do that, but share. I, share. you know, when I was thinking about it, because you know, and I especially, and Brad too, because Brad, when he was sort of Mario Runs, always sees the, the beauty of our community. But my favorite thing about helping, uh, as much as it is all the things that you are here, it's the people. Oh, yeah. And that's just as much of what I wanted to feature in that video as much of the sunrise and the stars and all the other stuff that you know I like to do. Yeah. So, yeah. Did it. That's my thing. When does voting end? You got you to throw that in here. July January, January 16th. A January week from 16th. today, it ends. So, and then the winner gets announced at Bob's Bullpen on the 24th. So you got to tell a little more about it. So you go to the Alpena Sanctuary Great Lakes page, Facebook. There's five, four or five videos. I think it's only four. I thought four. it was five. There's four videos. Videos are four. You For tourism. Yep. I guess. You just wanted to promote Alpena. And you know, the best thing about this, as you know, because it's been going on three years, is to see everyone's viewpoint of what they think Opinion, uh, and it's a lot of it's just stuff people have been doing, and um, yeah, so I kind of went overboard, but it's good, it's all right, it's yeah. amazing videos. Thank you, good job. I mean, I had Ann Gentry, your neighbor, yes, write a poem, and then Jeff Mendock from the Thunder Bay Theater voiced it over. So, if you watch it, make sure you watch it with the sound because, yes. yeah, that's by far one of the best parts of it. And then there's just different stuff I've been on all summer long. Some of it with you guys, some of it just on my own. A lot of it with Allison, my wife. And, uh, yeah. It's good. There's some good ones. It's, uh, as you, you just said, some of it's just an excuse to get outside. I mean, you and I both know that. So, especially now for you, when you, your job has changed a little bit and you're even more behind things and you're like, I just want to be outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you can relate to that above all. You're in a cubicle for the love of God. So I got a window now. Man's big time. So, all right. So we're going to come back and do our top five kind of New Year resolution goal thingies for the next year. All right. <laughs> so we had a technical difficulty. Yes, we recorded for over a half hour, and then all of a sudden it just logged out on us. So our top five were our resolutions, and they were our goals. Our goals. Since sorry, Rick goals. doesn't like resolutions. Rick wanted essentially to become a singer, get outside of his comfort zone a little bit, which would have been being a singer outside and spend time with family. I just wanted to help people do crazy stuff, and I got to lose some weight. And you need to find a girl. Yes. That's the, the Cliff Notes version of the, what we just did. Yes. So. Haven't you guys been doing this for over a year? Why are you still losing this stuff? This is the first time that's ever happened like that. That is, yeah. It's never logged out on us like that. 
it just crashed. That's weird. Whenever I go talk on Joe Rogan's <laughs> show, this never happens. On whose show? Rogan. We both do Joe Rogan. <laughs> so, really quick, let's cap what we got going on this weekend, Brad. I started Corporate Fit Challenge. Other than that, I'll be there. I'm super excited for it. All right. Rick, what are you doing this weekend? I am taking some pictures this weekend and getting outside. I'm jealous. Corporate Fit Challenge with Bradley and all his friends. And then I'm going to the Michigan game. So, um, yeah. It feels empty. I hate doing this because it's like always the first one's always really good. And then it always feels very contrived going back through the second time. So, yeah. People miss Teleprompts. Good stuff. It is what it is. It is. It just makes me want to have Rick back on again soon. I know. Who's got to get through his schoolwork first? No. We kept them too long. Yeah, no. we have. We've been really long tonight. So No, we're good. All right. So, thanks for coming by. Next week, we'll have another episode. <laughs> oh, no, it'll be it. We have people lined up. It's just Jordan doesn't get back until the 14th till Monday. And he doesn't know what time he's getting in exactly at into Alpena. So depending on what time he gets into Alpena, we'll dictate whether he's the 14th or the Why don't we just schedule for the 21st? Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> All right. So now we'll reach back out to Jeff to see if he's the 14th. Right. Or we can do the table discussion you wanted with Justin and Griffin. Yeah. And so. Greg. All right. Well, team, while we have this talk, it feels very empty. It does. It's I'm, so frustrating. I'm very sour. Yes. All right. All right. Talk yeah. to you guys soon. Later. All right.